Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Motion of the head, as though wishing to interrogate every nook and corner of the lodge. Yes, dear friend, here I am, answered the well known voice of Cabrillon in blandly affectionate tones. By a simple trick in ventriloquism, these words were made to appear as though issuing from the recess in which stood the bed. But the malicious joker was in reality close to the door of the lodge, enjoying every particular look and word that passed within. However, after uttering the last few words, he prudently disappeared with all haste, though not, as will be seen, without leaving his victim a fresh subject for rage, astonishment, and meditation. Madame Pipelet, still sceptical and courageous, carefully examined under the bed as well as in every corner of the lodge but discovering no trace of the enemy actually went out into the alley to prosecute her researches while m pipelet completely crushed by this last blow fell back into his chair in a state of boundless despair never mind alfred said anastasie who always exhibited great determination upon all critical occasions bless you the villain had managed to hide himself somewhere near the door and while we were looking in one direction he managed to slip out in another but just wait a bit i shall catch him one of these days and then see if i don't make him taste my broomstick let him take care that's all the door opened as she concluded this animating address and madame seraphin the housekeeper of the notary jacques ferrand entered the lodge good day madame seraphin said madame pipelet who in her extreme anxiety to conceal her domestic troubles from a stranger assumed all at once a most gracious and winning manner what can i have the pleasure of doing for you why first of all tell me what is the meaning of your new sign our new sign yes the small printed board printed board to be sure that black board with red letters hung over the door leading from the alley up to your lodge what out in the street in the street i tell you precisely over your door i wish i may die if i understand a single word of what you are talking about to you old dear alfred spoke not certainly continued madame seraphin since it relates to m pipelet he can best explain to me what this board means alfred uttered a sort of heavy inarticulate groan while his bell-crowned hat recommenced its convulsive agitations this pantomimic action was meant to express that alfred was in no condition to explain anything to anybody having his mind already sufficiently burdened with an infinity of problematical questions he sought in vain to solve don't take any notice of poor dear alfred madame seraphin he has got the cramp in his stomach and that makes him so very but what is this board of which you were speaking 
very likely it has just been put up by the man who keeps the wine-shop at the corner i tell you again it is no such thing it is a small painted board hung up over your door i mean the door leading from the alley to the street are you laughing at us indeed i am not i saw it just now as i came in on it is written in large letters pipelet and cabrion dealers in friendship and similar articles inquire of the porter gracious goodness do you hear that alfred do you hear what is written up over our door alfred gazed at madame seraphin with a bewildered look but he neither understood nor sought to understand her meaning do you mean to say continued madame pipelet confounded by this fresh audacity that you positively saw a little board out in the street with all that about alfred and cabrion and dealing in friendship i tell you i have just seen it and read with my own eyes what i described to you well said i to myself this is droll enough m pipelet is a shoemaker by trade but here he writes up publicly that he is a dealer in friendship along with a m cabrion what can all this mean there is something meant more than meets the eye still as the board further directed all persons desirous of knowing more to apply to the porter oh thinks i madame pipelet can explain all this to me but look look cried madame seraphin suddenly breaking off in her remarks your husband is taken ill mind what you are about or he will fall backwards madame pipelet flew to her afflicted partner and was just in time to receive him half fainting in her arms the last blow had been too overwhelming the man in the bell-crowned hat had but just strength left to murmur forth the scoundrel has then publicly placarded me i told you madame seraphin that poor alfred was suffering dreadful with the cramp in his stomach besides being worried to death by a crack-brained vagabond who is at him night and day he'll be the death of my poor old duck at last never mind darling i've got a nice little drop of aniseed to give you so drink it and see if you can't shake your old feathers and be yourself again thanks to the timely application of madame pipelet's infallible remedy alfred gradually recovered his senses but alas scarcely was he restored to full consciousness ere he was subjected to another and equally cruel trial of his feelings an individual of middle age respectably dressed and possessing a countenance so simple or rather so silly as to render it impossible to suspect him of any malice prepense or intended irony opened the upper and glazed part of the lodge door saying with the most genuine air of mystification i have just read on a small board placed over the door at the entrance to the alley the following words pipelet and cabrion dealers in friendship in similar articles inquire of the porter will you oblige me by explaining the meaning of those words if you are as i presume you to be the porter in question the meaning exclaimed m pipelet in a voice of thunder and giving vent at length to his so long restrained indignation the meaning is simply sir that monsieur cabrion is an infamous scoundrel an impostor the simple-looking interrogator drew back in dread of the consequences that might follow this sudden and furious burst of wrath while wrought up to a state of fury alfred leaned over the half-door of the lodge his glaring eyeballs and clenched hands indicating the intensity of his feelings while the figures of madame seraphin and anastasie were dimly revealed amid the murky shades of the small room let me tell you sir cried m pipelet addressing the placid-looking man at the door 
that i have no dealings with that beggar cabrion and certainly none in the way of friendship no that i am sure you have not screamed out madame pipelet in confirmation of her husband's words adding as she displayed her forbidding countenance over her husband's shoulder and i wonder very much where that old dunderhead has come from to ask such a stupid question i beg your pardon madame said the guileless-looking individual thus addressed again withdrawing another step to escape the concentrated anger of the enraged pair placards are made to be read you put out a board which i read now allow me to say that i am not to blame for perusing what you set up purposely to attract attention but that you are decidedly wrong to insult me so grossly when i civilly come to you as your own board desires for information oh you old fool get along with you exclaimed anastasie with a most hideous distortion of visage you are a rude and mannerly woman alfred dearie just fetch me your boot jack i'll give that old chatterer such a mark that his own mother shall not know her darling again really madame i can't say i understand receiving such rough treatment when i come by your own directions to make inquiries respecting what you or your husband have publicly notified in the streets but sir cried the unhappy porter sir interrupted the hitherto placid inquirer now worked up into extreme rage sir you may carry your friendship with your monsieur cabrion as far as you please but give me leave to tell you you have no business to parade yourself or your friendships in the face of everybody in the streets and i think it right sir to let you know a bit of my mind which is that you are a boasting braggart and that i shall go at once and lay a formal complaint against you at the police office saying which the individual departed in an apparently towering passion anastasie moaned out poor pipelet in a dolorous voice i shall never survive all this i feel but too surely that i am struck with death i have not a hope of escape you hear my name is publicly exposed in the open streets in company with that scoundrels he has dared to placard the hideous tale of my having entered into a treaty of friendship with him and the innocent unsuspecting public will read the hateful statement remember it repeat it spread the detestable report oh monstrous enormous devilish invention none but a fiend could have had such a thought but there must be an end to this the measure is full ay to overflowing and things have come to such a pass that either this accursed painter or myself must perish in the deadly struggle and wrought up to such a state of vigorous resolution as to completely conquer his usual apathy m pipelet seized the portrait of cabrion and rushed towards the door where are you going alfred screamed the wife to the commissary of police and at the same time to tear down that vile board then bearing the board in one hand and the portrait in the other i will cry aloud to the commissary defend avenge an injured man deliver me from cabrion so do old darling there hold up your head and pluck up courage and i tell you what if the board is too high for you to reach ask the man at the wine-shop to lend you his small ladder that blackguard of a cabrion i only wish i had him in my power i'd fry him for half an hour in my largest stew-pan why scores of people have been publicly executed who did not deserve death a quarter as much as he does the villain 
i should like to see him just ready to have the guillotine dropped upon his head wouldn't i give him my blessing in a friendly way a rascal alfred amid all his woes yet displayed a rare magnanimity contrasting strongly with the vindictive spirit of his partner no no said he spite of the wrongs he has done me i would not even if his life were in my power demand his head but i would i would i would vociferated the ferocious anastasie if he had fifty heads i would demand every one of them i would not leave him one but go along make haste alfred and set the commissary of police to work upon him no cried alfred i desire not his blood but i have a right to demand the perpetual imprisonment of this malicious being my repose requires it my health peremptorily calls for it the laws of my country must either grant me this reparation for all i have suffered or i quit france yes beautiful and beloved france i turn my back on you for ever and that is all an ungrateful nation would gain by neglecting to heal the wounds of my tortured mind and bending beneath the weight of his grief alfred majestically quitted the lodge like one of the ancient victims of all conquering fatality End of chapter thirteen read by Celine Major.